David Aldous. David Aldous. Non-stop worship. 24 hours a day. Worship Radio 247. Welcome. Welcome to the Worship Radio 247. 247. Podcast. Bringing you worship and the word of God right here on this platform. 24-7. Worship and contemporary Christian music. And taking the Father's love to the world. This is Worship Radio 247. Worship Radio 247. Taking the Father's love to the world through the power of media. Worship Radio 247. Welcome indeed to the Worship Radio 247 podcast. It is wonderful to have your company. Thank you so much for joining us today. On today's program, we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. I'll bring you a word as well. In actual fact, I'm going to bring you Agape Love and Part 17. And today we take a look at 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 11 through 13. The love chapter, written by Paul, that is coming up a little bit later on. Some great music as well. And actually, I'm going to add an extra song today. So the podcast is going to be a little bit longer. I'm doing that for a reason, because the uh, song that I want to begin with is so amazing. Listen, if you'd like to contact us, we'd love to hear from you. And the way to do that is to send an email to this address. It's studio at worshipradio247.org. That's studio at worshipradio247.org. And today... We begin with this because it is utterly amazing. Have a listen to this. This is Brian Dirksen again, and you are good.
And you are good. You know, during lockdown, things were really difficult, and the UK churches all got together and they brought us an amazing song. And it's called The UK Blessing, and the lyrics go like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. As we receive, we agree. Amen. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. Those are the lyrics of this amazing song. And now I bring it to you. You might well recognize some of the voices. There's loads of them there. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you.
pray a blessing, mana rain down from heaven. This isn't second guessing, we know that we are protected. May the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message. Grace and favors in your nature, in your essence. May favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and the children, and the children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, and your children, and their children, and their children. Welcome to the Daily Devotional. It is wonderful to have your presence and your company. Indeed, as we come to part 17 today of Agape Love. What a fascinating series this is turning out to be. 
I wouldn't say fascinating. I would say amazingly powerful. And I tell you this every single time. God gets all the glory. Today we're looking at 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And we're going to begin at verse 11. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And go with me to verse 11. Now, this is an iconic chapter. This is known as the love chapter, the most famous, I would say. And this is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. Now, bear in mind the sort of atmosphere that he is talking to the Corinthian church in. He is admonishing them. He's telling them off. He's giving them a good old telling off. In fact, I heard a minister once say, as he was preaching on this particular chapter, or actually he was preaching on something else in Corinthians, but he was talking about 1 Corinthians, and he was saying the first letter of Corinthians, Paul could have done it very quickly by simply saying, Paul, a servant of God, I'm talking to you in the Corinthian church, cut it out. In other words, he would have saved a lot of time, but what nuggets he's left us. Here we are then, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and verse 11, it says this. When I was a child, I spoke and thought and reasoned as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. Now, right now, we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror... But then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All I know now is partial and incomplete. But then I will know everything completely. Just as God knows me completely. Three things, though, will last forever, ever. Faith. Hope. And love. And the greatest of these is love. Paul ends this wonderful chapter on love where he's explaining to us what love is. Often someone might say, you know what, I don't even know what love is. When Prince Charles got engaged to Lady Diana Spencer in 1981... In February of 1981, one of the journalists said, Are you in love? And he said, I'm not sure I know what love is. If I'd have been that journalist, I would have said, I'll tell you what, Charlie boy. Turn to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, read from verse 4. And it'll tell you what love is. Simple as that, Charlie boy. That is what love is. I asked my mother one day, Mum, do you love me? And she said to me, I'm not sure I know what love is. Mum, all you've got to do is look in the Bible, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and from verse 4 it'll tell you what love is. But my mum loved the Lord so much, and I know she loved me. 
I know she loved me because of the way she treated me when I was a child and also when I was an adult. She wasn't sure that she was allowed to love, but she did in her heart. And I know this, she loved the Lord her God with all of her heart and with all of her soul and with all of her mind. She didn't need 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter from verse 4, to tell her. But the Corinthian church did, beloved, because they were doing all sorts of things wrong. They were making a complete hash of it all. And so Paul felt he had to write them this letter of admonishment. Paul says, when I was a child, I reasoned like a child, I thought like a child, I behaved like a child. That's what I was, a child. I was a kid. But when I grew up, I wasn't a kid anymore. I put away all that stuff. Didn't want to play with train sets any longer. Didn't want to suck my thumb. I wanted to be a man. And I wanted to follow my course, my events, the things I had to do in my life. And Paul knows, believe you me, one person that does know, Paul knows he got it so badly wrong. Oh, dear. But he thought he was doing right. He thought he was following the correct pathway. But he got it so badly wrong. And he speaks to the Corinthian church out of his experience of knowing what it's like to get it all wrong. And he wanted them to get it all right. And so he chides them. He admonishes them, but he tells them in love and then tells them what love is. Paul goes on to say that we see things imperfectly. Like if you look through a mirror and it's smashed, you see it all distorted and disjointed. This is how we see things at this moment. And quite often people say to me, I don't understand, I don't understand. Why has that happened? Why has that happened? We have no idea. Why? Because we cannot see clearly. And we are not going to see clearly until the day we get to glory and we come face to face with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do, oh boy, the blinds will be taken off. The veil over our eyes will be lifted and we will begin to see things so clearly. My dad is in glory right now, and I know he is seeing things so clearly. And he looks down and he says, Why do you make mistakes? I believe we make mistakes because we don't see clearly. I believe if we saw perfectly clearly, we wouldn't make those mistakes. So why do we not see things clearly? I'm glad you asked that question. That's the one of the answers that we will get when we go to glory. Lord, why didn't we see clearly? But we will not need to ask. Why? Because we will begin to see clearly. All I know now is partial and incomplete, says Paul. 
but then I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. Indeed. When someone brings you a prophetic word, they are not prophesying your entire bit. There's loads missing, because we haven't got all of the information. We are only told in part. And that is because of the desires of Almighty God. Again, we don't know why, but one day we will find out. And when we do, we will know. But that is not for us to wonder. That is not for us to bleat. That is not for us to complain. That is for us to know that God knows best for us. You see, if we could see things clearly, we wouldn't need God nearly as much. But you see, I rely on God for my next breath. I rely on my Heavenly Father for everything. And if I could see clearly, I don't know if I would. And I believe God doesn't allow us to see clearly for a reason. And I believe that that reason is so that we would have faith in him and we would turn to him in times of trouble when we need him the very most. Because he is our father. You see, when I was a child, as Paul says, I spoke like a child. I behaved like a child. When I was a kid, I couldn't see life clearly. My father had much better clarity than I did. And so therefore I would go to my father, my earthly father, and I'd say, Dad, what about this? What do I do about this? Where do I go next? Because I didn't know. I didn't have the wisdom of, of an adult as a little child. And as I am now an adult, I don't have the wisdom of Almighty God, and I won't have until I get to glory. And then I will see clearly. But after all of that, after saying all of that, Paul then says this. He wraps up this chapter beautifully by saying this. Three things. There are three things that are going to last forever and ever and ever and ever and never end. Three things. Just three things. And these are these, faith, hope, and love. And Paul goes on to say, and the greatest of these is love. Last time we looked at Agape Love, part 16, we saw how Jesus was saying, this is the greatest commandment that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your spirit, with everything that you are, that you love the Lord your God that way. That is what you are required to do. And that is the first commandment. That is what you need to do. And Jesus went on to say, and the second commandment is equally as important as the first, and that is that you love your neighbor as yourself. That you love those people that come into your proximity as you should be loving yourself. And this is my question. 
Do you love yourself the way you are supposed to love yourself? I'm not talking about loving yourself with an arrogance. I'm not talking about loving yourself when you look in the mirror and you think, oh gosh, you're cute. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you looking inside yourself and asking yourself one very important question. Am I doing the very best I can for my Heavenly Father? And if the answer is no, then I believe you're not loving yourself the way that Jesus needs you to love yourself. You need to be able to look at yourself and say, I've done a great job. I've done the best I could possibly do with the resources that God has given me. I have done the very, very best I can do so that when you go to glory, Jesus will look at you and say these words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Do you love yourself in that way? Because if you don't, that is something you need to work towards. And the way to do that is to look at your life and split your life down and say, did I tell the truth in that moment? Did I take advantage of that opportunity that God clearly gave me right then to tell someone about the gospel? Did I miss that opportunity? Did I fall by the wayside? Where do I stand when it comes to sin in my life? Therefore, do I love myself the way I am supposed to? And I believe you we need to work on that. I was going to say you, but I also mean me. We need to work on that. Father God, thank you so much for your word today. We give you the honor and the glory and the power, and we ask you, Lord, to continue to pour your agape love into us each and every day because you first loved us. In Jesus' mighty name, we love you, Lord. And to finish today, here comes Hillsong. And high and lifted up.
wonderful. That is Hillsong. And high and lifted up. It's been great getting your company. Thank you so much for joining us. Until the next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Yevarechecha Adonai v'yishmerecha Yair Adonai panav elecha v'yichuneka Yisa Adonai panav elecha v'yasem lecha shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.